Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we're going to get a look at the South Carolina Gamecocks from Hale McGranahan from 24-7 Sports. Hale will join us to give us a breakdown of South Carolina's offense and defense. He'll also talk about last year's game in the Swamp and give his thoughts on the state of Will Muschamp's program in year four. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Here was my conversation with Hale this week. Hale, welcome into the show, man. Hope the fall has been treating you well and appreciate you joining us. Yes, yeah, Zach, glad to glad to be on with you guys. Yeah, man, no doubt. Well, obviously, before we, we get into the game on Saturday and, and the matchups, uh, let everybody know about South Carolina, certainly the season they have, but, but where things are at coming off of the big upset win on Saturday. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster these, these last uh, several weeks. Uh, you start with, with the opener they had against North Carolina up in Charlotte uh, on August 31st, and South Carolina went into that game as a 10-point favorite, and, and I, like pretty much everybody else, expected them to, to win that game uh, relatively easily, and it, they sort of looked to be headed that way and, until – uh, things started going south on them in the second half, and, and North Carolina's quarterback, they, the freshman Sam Howell, who's a big-time recruit, uh, sort of kicked it into high gear and led them on a couple 90-plus-yard drives and, and were able to uh, to keep South Carolina's offense pretty stymied and uh, pull off that upset. And, of course, Jake Bentley, senior quarterback for the Gamecocks, uh, had the foot injury on the final play of the game, so that sort of – made things doubly interesting with with the freshman quarterback and Ryan Helensky coming in and taking over. And they rolled a week later against Charleston Southern, as most teams on the SEC do when they play Charleston Southern. And, <laughs> and of course, they, they got smoked by Alabama. I shouldn't say smoked because it was a, a relatively competitive game uh, for, for most, yeah, no, I, most I of that afternoon. Well against them. Yeah, and, I mean, two or through for, like, almost 500 yards and six touchdowns but I mean I, I think he's already done that again uh this season and he probably has one or two more of those uh to go before the season's over with and uh, they, they lost on the road to Missouri but they were you know a 10-point underdog there so not really a surprise there I think the the bigger issue with, with a lot of South Carolina fans was uh the fashion in which they lost a couple bad turnovers that, that led to the defensive scores by Missouri and of course uh, bouncing back against Kentucky and 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 pulling off that upset uh, last weekend over Georgia has has this fan base reinvigorated and and, and folks uh, kind of believing in Will Muschamp again and and it couldn't have come at a better time for this program because they've had trouble beating some of these uh, uh, elite level elite level teams. Uh, I mean, uh, under Muschamp, they've only won one game under or against a, a top 25 opponent. And that was against Tennessee in 2016. Uh, and Tennessee finished that season unranked and only won nine games. So it's been a long time coming for Muschamp and that staff and, and certainly some uh, some good good feelings for, for this fan base as as we get into this weekend with the, with this Florida game and and, uh, and this team tries to get over 500 for the first time this season. Uh, hey, let's talk about the offensive side of the ball, just, just what the Gamecocks have there and, and how they've adjusted throughout the course of the season with different quarterbacks. Uh, poor Muschamp, man. He's just – Always got some type of problem 
going on at, at, at QB, it seems like. I know Florida fans will remember all the injury issues that he had there. And I have to think that when Bentley went down, uh, much like Felipe Franks for Florida, that you, you didn't know where the season was going to go, but Helensky stepped in and has really played well. And then, obviously, the contributions that they got from Joyner on Saturday were huge. Yeah, and it, it, I don't want to say it's funny, but uh, <laughs> there, there's a, a vocal segment of, of the fan base who was – actually kind of relieved when Bentley got hurt and they had to go in another direction because, uh, quite frankly, he's he's had some ups and downs uh, over the last couple of years, last year in particular. I mean, he's led the, he led the league in interceptions, led the SEC in interceptions last year, and was uh, he threw a bunch as a sophomore the year before. So uh, th- there were some folks who, who were beyond ready to see somebody else playing quarterback, and, and Holinsky coming in as, as a highly recruited guy out of California and, um, had had all kinds of accolades coming in uh, when when he showed up in January. So when he he got behind center against Charleston Southern and, and played really well, uh, and then carried that over to Alabama, I, I think uh, he he made a lot of folks uh, forget about Jake Bentley and kind of where things were a few weeks earlier, uh, and, and has had you know I guess spurts of of play where he certainly looked like a freshman uh, and, and he's. Kind of had to deal with some injuries here. Uh, he, he got banged up a little against Alabama and, and missed some practice time going into the Missouri game. And, and he, of course, had, he got knocked out uh, on Saturday. I shouldn't say knocked out, but he had to come out of the game uh, against Georgia because of a knee injury. And like you mentioned, Zach, uh, to carry on Jordan came in. Another, again, highly recruited quarterback, um, a redshirt freshman who came in and uh, once he kind of settled in was able to, to do some things. But uh, – the, the, it's sort of kind of taken on this identity uh, and it'll probably make a lot of Florida fans laugh, uh, but it's sort of like a run first team. And I think when when some people hear that, they equate it to like conservative and all that, but uh, Muschamp to his credit, I mean, he hasn't been uh, that conservative kind of guy that, that Florida fans got to know uh, during his four years down there. And, and while again, like I said, they're they're running the ball a lot and, and doing it successfully, um, you know they're taking some chances in the downfield passing game, rolling the dice with some of the decisions uh, that they make uh, throughout the course of a game. And uh, I, I think we're starting to see this offense, South Carolina's offense, take on the identity uh, of of a run first uh, kind of team that that can also, you know, move the ball a little bit down the field through the air to Brian Edwards, who's uh, on the verge of, of holding every career receiving record at South Carolina. Um, it, it's one of those offenses that, that you know, like I said, it, it can be identified as maybe a run first, uh, set up the pass, you know, with the play action and all that, and uh, maybe try to let that defense go out there and, and keep them in games too because uh, if you look at some of some of the individuals on that defensive side of the ball, that they've got some guys who are uh, among the best. A lot of guys are among the best uh, in in the SEC and in several statistical categories. So I think this is a team that's starting to look like one that can kind of play complementary football and and uh, win, win a few games as a result of that. 
Florida fans, if you're making your way to Gainesville this fall for UF home games or you're just a sports junkie like me, then I've got the perfect place for you. The Mealy Pop Shop, located off I-75 on 39th Avenue, is your one-stop shop for sports cards, memorabilia, autographs, gaming, and collectibles. I've been able to load up on my Michael Jordan cards since the shop opened last year. They have college and NFL games on in the store every weekend and a bunch of cool events, sometimes featuring former Gator players like Percy Harvin. Their NFL weekly pick'em is free and fun with weekly prizes and a season-long prize. So check out the Mealy Pop Shop at 3700 Northwest 91st Street, Gainesville, Florida, or call at 352-204-5573. We're speaking with Hale McGranahan from 24-7 Sports. Hale, what do you expect the quarterback situation to be on Saturday? Uh, obviously, Helenskis, according to Muschamp, has been going through practice this week, but wasn't able to go into the game against the Bulldogs. Is there a belief and an expectation that he'll be good to go against the Gators? Uh, it's it's a little up in the air at this point, Zach. That that's one thing about Muschamp is he hasn't always been the most forthcoming about injuries, and <laughs> I'm not going to be I'm not going to criticize him for that because I don't think really any football coach at any level needs to be like 100 percent like honest and straightforward in the media when it comes to that stuff. Granted, it can frustrate some fans and and that kind of deal, but, I mean, he says he's practicing. He says he's taking reps. Obviously, no quarterback is getting hit in any practice at any college football program, so uh, there's still that, you know, sort of side of it that uh, we'll have to see if, if Holinsky is ultimately cleared to play and, and, you know, experience full contact on Saturday. But uh, I, I think that he'll be available to play, but, you know, that's just me kind of speculating. I, I think the biggest thing for Ryan, and this was – uh, the thing that held him out of the, the second half uh, or most of the third and, and all the fourth quarter against Georgia was, is he going to be able to do enough to protect himself? Like, can, can he move around enough that he's not just back there as a statue and, and guys are going to be able to tee off on him? Um, so it remains to be seen. I, given, you know, the uncertainty, uh, I, I would imagine that we'll see both quarterbacks uh, him and Joyner, Holmesky and Joyner, uh, playing on Saturday for the Gamecocks. Obviously, we have an idea of, of what the Gamecocks would like to do to have success offensively. You say they're more of a, a run-first uh, type of unit, but what are some of their weaknesses that you've seen so far this season that the Gators might try to take advantage of with their defense? Uh, well, first and foremost, I mean, you got a freshman quarterback. Uh, I, I think with anybody – no matter how successful they've been, uh, you're, you're going to have some growing pains, and I think I kind of alluded to that earlier. Uh, there have been some times where, where Holinsky has, you know, looked like a freshman, whether it's holding on to the ball too long or not making the right decision. I mean, and, and it's not that he's doing a lot of that kind of stuff, but, you know, he's he's just, you know, an 18-, 19-year-old kid uh, going through the SEC for the first time. I mean, he was – granted, he's playing in one of the, the best high school conferences and and in the country last year uh, out there in California. Um, but this is a different different ball game. Uh, fortunately for him and for South Carolina, I guess, he's, he's already, you know, experienced going on the road, playing at Missouri, playing at Georgia, uh, and, of course, playing some elite-level teams like, you know, again, Georgia and, and Alabama, of course. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, Missouri's actually pretty dang good, too. I mean, they're first in the, the East right now. So um, he, he's he's gotten thrown right into the fire and, and – responded pretty well but again you know still a freshman I I, I think as a, as a whole when you look at the offense their ability to, to be able to make plays down the field and I think maybe that 
has a little something to do with having a freshman quarterback, but they haven't they haven't been as consistent and uh maybe making some of those long plays downfield as they've been in the past with you know and Brian Edwards obviously still around, but you know, they're missing you know, Debo Samuel, he's with the forty ers now. He was honestly a big big part of the success they had on offense these last couple of years. Um but if and if they can keep being consistent running the ball, I think that again will sort of help iron that stuff out and and uh, help them you know be a little more consistent on on that uh, downfield uh, type of threat. Now let's move over to the other side of the ball, Hale, and, and obviously you can always expect Will Muschamp to have a really good defense. That's usually always a trait of his teams. And last week, both him and T. Rob able to come up with an incredible game plan against the Georgia Bulldogs. Talk about their defensive unit this season, some of the strengths that they have, and, and how T. Rob and, and Muschamp have made it work. Yeah, Zach, I, I mentioned this earlier, how they've got several individuals who are, you know, among the the league's top in, in several statistical categories. Javon Kenlaw leads the league in sacks. He's got five. Israel Mukwamu, the dude who had three picks last week against Georgia, uh, he's got four on the season. That's first in the league. Uh, Ernest Jones, linebacker, he's tied for third with, with 50 tackles. Uh, DJ Wanham, uh, who's the best edge rusher, uh, Kinlaw's a, a tackle. Uh, Wanham, who's the best edge rusher, is tied for third with six and a half tackles for loss. And um, They've got several guys who are you know, among the best with like pass breakups and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, T.J. Bronson, their, their weak side linebacker. Jones, who I mentioned a second ago, is the mic now. Uh, Bronson's tied for seventh in the league, I think, with with forty something tackles, and they just got a lot of guys who are productive, have been productive, especially over these last three games against uh, Missouri, Kentucky, and Georgia. Um, and, and this group as a whole, you, you look at some of the the team numbers and, and how they stack up against you know everybody else in the SEC, and they're you know middle middle tier and a little lower. Uh, I, I think a lot of that that is a product product of, of what they gave up to Alabama um, several weeks ago when, like I said, they almost threw for 500 yards and scored 40-something points. I mean, that, and, and it's to be expected. Like you said, Zach, it's, it's a must-champ coach team. You're always going to expect a, a solid defense. But, but for this group in particular, they've got a ton of seniors, uh, like Ken Law and Brunson and some of those guys who I mentioned earlier. Want them? They're, they're seniors, and they got several other guys who are uh, starters or contributors who who have been around since that first year. The Muschamp and T. Rob and all those guys got here, um, and and they've played really well. You say for those uh, two drives against North Carolina, where, where the Tar Heels went went 90 plus yards and scored touchdowns, and uh, you know what what Tua did to him, which again he's going to do to everybody this year. Uh, this defense is, has been. Uh, quietly one of the best in the SEC, and, and I think uh, we'll have a chance to, to really impress some people again uh, coming off the Georgia game again on Saturday against Florida, you know, then moving forward with Tennessee and uh, on in later in the season with A&M and, of course, Clemson uh, in the last game. Now, obviously, Florida's been having it rolling in the passing game with, with Kyle Trask taking over as a starting quarterback. He's coming off a 300-yard performance at LSU one of his best games that, that he's had a, as a Gator. When you look at, at Florida's offense, certainly the strength of that unit is their passing game and their receivers. What do you think about that matchup with them going up against South Carolina secondary and also the pass rush that they have? And, 
you, you got to think that something's got to give in Columbia. Yeah, it's it's going to be, I think, probably one of the deciding factors in the game on Saturday. Um, the issue this year for South Carolina, even back to last year, that, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the biggest issue has been at the safety position, which is surprising since that's, you know, Muschamp's specialty. I mean, he personally coaches the, the safeties at South Carolina. I'm not sure if he did the same at Florida. But, yeah, I mean, he did. Okay, yeah, I, I, and I kind of figured he would have. But uh, but the recruiting at that spot hadn't been probably up to the, the level that a lot of people expected, and, and I'm sure Muschamp would say the same thing. And, and obviously the production uh, hasn't been as good uh, on Saturdays. So so I think if, if you're Muschamp and, and T-Rob and those guys, uh, you know, trying to come up with a game plan to, to slow down all those all those receivers and tight ends that, that Florida's got, you got to be concerned with, with what's uh, on the on the back, the very back end of, of the defense at safety because the, there have been some issues, like I said, uh, over these last couple seasons, and and when when you've got to <laughs> account for so many different types of guys like Florida has, and many of them are are you know those bigger body type type of players like like you and all your listeners are, are aware of uh, that can create some issues, and and I think for for South Carolina if, if they're able to to get to Trask and and you know speed him up a little bit maybe that can help uh ease some of those those concerns but uh yeah that's that's if i'm much at the t-rob that's that's one thing that's going to be keeping me up or has kept me up uh throughout the week as as i get ready to to play on saturday we're speaking with Hale McGranahan from 24 7 sports final few things for you Hale. going back to last season you talked about georgia being a, a signature win for Muschamp, huge for the program. He had an opportunity to get one last season in the swamp against his former team. His Gamecocks were up 31-14 to 14 in the second half. Going back to last year's matchup between two two teams, uh, what do you think went wrong for South Carolina in that game, and, and how deflating of a loss was it for that team? Because that, was a, that had to be a huge opportunity for Muschamp to get a win against against the Gators. Yeah, they, they had a really good chance to – to get that signature win last year, and, and uh, I was going back and looking at it. I, I remembered that South Carolina raced out uh, really early on, and they were up 14 nothing. Then Florida came back and tied it. And I had forgotten that South Carolina scored 17 points unanswered before Florida scored those three touchdowns uh, to close out the game and, and, and win, I think, 34 to 30 or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny we're talking. We're sitting here talking a second ago about how. Florida's passing game could be the difference, uh, but it was it was that run game last year that that really gave South Carolina's defense fits with with P Ryan and Jordan Scarlett both going for for more than a hundred yards, um, and and that kind of was, was the signal to to everybody that that South Carolina's issues uh, biggest issues last year were up front because I mean they they were pretty decimated by injuries uh, at that point in the season and it continued to get worse. Um, and they couldn't really stop anybody, whether it was you know Florida, uh, Clemson, or even Virginia in their bowl game. Uh, it, it was one of those things where, you know, when, when you're just watching the team move the ball at will against you on the ground, it, it's to me I think that's even more deflating. So that was one of those things that, that if you look at, especially if you're a South Carolina fan back then, you're like, wow, this 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 is, this is not good. And, and not only do we have a chance to come away with a big win we blew it quite frankly and i think that 
like like I said, like you said, it was pretty deflating. Um, they didn't really let it beat them. I, I don't think it was one of those things that kind of lingered around through the, the rest of the season, even though there wasn't much left, um, because they came out and played really well against Clemson uh, a few weeks later. Um, then ultimately got beat by Virginia 28 to nothing in the ball game. But I don't think that was a result of, you know, a deflating loss to, to Florida, nothing against Florida. It was just one of those kind of indicators like, yeah, th- this team has some issues and these next few weeks uh, may not necessarily go well. And, and, and credit to to those, those guys on the defensive line and, of course, the coaches as well for uh, being able to turn things around. And, and obviously the, the guys like Ken Law and Wanham being healthy, Kobe Smith, um, that, that's helped too. And, and the kind of remarkable thing is for South Carolina is, there's still a couple of guys uh, from from that defensive front um, who who are still banged up one way or another, whether it's Kira Thomas or Brad Johnson, two guys who would uh, either be starting or playing a lot uh, on this defense right now. Um, but and they got it rolling and, and they're looking really good. And and I would imagine they're going into Saturday expecting to to be able to to limit Pete Ryan and, and the rest of those running backs from Florida. Hey, final question for you. Just what do you feel like is the state of Will Muschamp's program right now? He's in year four. Obviously, the, the same mark at Florida was the season that, that he got fired, and it uh, doesn't seem like he's anywhere near that stratosphere at South Carolina. He's got a huge win, he, even though maybe there's been some frustrations at times. It doesn't seem like he's ever come close to having fans disappointed with the results or, or where he's kind of building the program towards. Just, just where do you feel like he's at right now with the recruiting, with the roster development? He seems like he's got a quarterback now for the future. How do you feel like the fan fan base feels about him? <laughs> well, it's funny, Zach. If you asked me this question seven days ago, I'd give you a totally different answer. Um, <laughs> that win, I'm telling you, that win means so much for the program. Like I, I think back to the summer when I was, you know doing radio hits and podcasts and stuff like that. And, and people are asking like, is Will Muschamp really on the hot seat? Like, well, no, I, I, I didn't think he was as long as they got into a bowl this year and they were able to, you know, stay out of trouble off the field. Nothing embarrassing happened, uh, you know, away from the field, which has definitely not been an issue at any point uh, during his tenure here at South Carolina. I thought he would be okay. Um, and still kind of did, you know, a week or two ago and, and part of, part of that is because his his buyout at this point is is pretty high, and it would take a lot to remove him. And and given how he and the athletic director sort of tethered together, I didn't think, still don't think that the, that the athletic director was going to be in any hurry to to get rid of him. Um, plus, when you look at their schedule on a year to year basis, uh, it's ridiculous. Obviously, you got to play Clemson every year, and Georgia, and Florida, and you know. Those, you know, Georgia and Clemson are obviously in, among the top five to eight programs in the country. Um, yeah, and, and then the years you get matched up with with teams like Alabama too. Yeah, and, and of course next year they they lose Alabama and got to go to LSU, and, and their crossover with the West every year is A and M. And so <laughs> then of course one of their money games, one of their buy games this year is App State, and App State's top twenty five right now. So their schedule is pretty ridiculous. Um, but all that I say all that to say this: winning winning at Georgia last week was was massive. Uh, it the biggest thing for me, in my opinion, was it it helped delay the apathy. Like it was getting they were getting dangerously close to to too many people losing interest, um, and, and they really needed a win to help revitalize things. 
um, not only for you know the the casual fan, but for the hardcore fan who, yeah, while they understand like, hey, it's it's hard as hell to beat you know Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia, you, you still <laughs> you st- it still doesn't sit right with those folks when when you lost to Clemson five years in a row, Georgia however many years it was, and all that. Um, so when you were able to, like I said, beat Georgia and of course knocking off Kentucky, which I don't know how many people outside of <laughs> South Carolina realized that South Carolina lost five straight to the Wildcats, um, and they were able to end that. So that you know, I mean, I picked, I picked Kentucky to win that game. I thought they they would get the win over the Gamecocks. Yeah, so I mean, all that people are, have kind of relaxed a little bit and um, are sort of coming back to reality because they are recruiting well. They do have a good class in place with, um, you know, a lot of potential difference makers down the line and and some guys who could continue, you know, helping this thing move in the right direction, which uh which I have really said since day one that that I I think that that he and Muschamp and his staff uh, have this thing pointed in the right direction and and I again still think it's said that way. Yeah, well he'll really appreciate all the time and perspective that you provided today. Should be an interesting matchup this weekend. It seems like every time Muschamp gets together with Ford it's always something weird always happens. So uh We'll see what happens on Saturday, man, in Williams Price. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. Always always a proponent of the weird. Anything that can make things interesting, I'm all about that. No doubt. Well, hell, again, man, we really appreciate it, man. Always good catching up with you, bud. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate Hale joining us to give us a look at the Gamecocks, and that'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On tomorrow's show, I will give you my five keys to the game for Florida, South Carolina. I'll make my score prediction and make some picks for Saturday's game. So make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.